This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Grown and The Moth are excited to partner with Graduate Hotels to celebrate storytelling across generations. Visit any of Graduate's 30-plus hotels and you'll discover storytelling is at the heart of everything they do, especially when it comes to their unique, locally-inspired interior designs. Not only has The Moth hosted a series of open-mic story slams at Graduate Hotels, but members of our staff have also had the privilege of visiting Graduate Hotels as guests. From Ann Arbor, Michigan to Oxford, England, our team has experienced firsthand the rich storytelling and memorable design touches that make a graduate stay so special. So the next time you're visiting a beloved college town or dropping by your alma mater, stay at Graduate Hotels and save up to 30% with exclusive code MOTH. Thanks again to Graduate Hotels for their generous support and their commitment to telling the unique stories of their local communities. Go book your stay now at graduatehotels.com and remember to use code MOTH for up to 30% off. Hi, everybody. It's Aliza back with another growth spurt. Don't worry. We'll have news about season two very soon, but we've got something special for you today. We'll be playing one of our favorite podcasts. It's called Borrowed and it's about libraries, but it's so much more than that. This episode is about a teen Luddite club who prefers flip phones to smartphones. If you like Grown, you'll get a kick out of listening to it. Before we play that episode, though, we want to tell you about something cool that Borrowed is doing. In October, Borrowed will be launching a series about book bans across the country. In seven episodes, the hosts will follow the trail of book censorship from its origin to where it's landed us today. They'll interview the teachers and librarians whose livelihoods are endangered when they speak up, the writers whose books have become political battlegrounds, and the young people fighting for intellectual freedom. Us at Grown are so excited to hear it. Take a listen to this episode of Borrowed coming up, and you can subscribe now to Borrowed wherever you get your podcasts. Grown. 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 On a Sunday afternoon in April, Virginia and I went to Central Library to meet the Luddite Club. The club is made of high schoolers who gather on the front steps every week and walk to Prospect Park together, where they hang out, gossip, read books, normal teen stuff. But what brings these teens together is their shared sense that smartphones and social media, what you might think of as normal teen stuff, isn't really working for them. So I'm Logan, I'm 17. So over a year ago, the Luddite Club started and it started because I met this girl, Jameson, and I met her at a punk show. She had a flip phone and like I didn't have a phone, so we like bonded over being Luddites or something. But then I didn't see her for a couple weeks and I actually ran into her at the library. We had, like the same books um, and we hung out. And then uh, it was just like, I wish more of my friendships could be like this. So we got like all of our friends to get flip phones and that's how we got here, so. Today on Borrowed, the Luddite Club, in their own voices, I'm Allie Post. And I'm Virginia Marshall. You're listening to Borrowed, stories that start at the library.
I started using the library because of Logan. Um, we went, we like met up at the library and I was like, whoa, I did not know any of this was here. This is Baruch. She's 17 and one of the members of the Athletic Club. And there was a music recording studio. I, I like almost got teary and Logan was definitely getting annoyed because I was like, look at that, look at that. Oh my God, that. Information comments. It was crazy. So I'm new here. I came for the first time only last month. I read the article in the Times about it in English class. I was like, that looks interesting. I want to check it out. They made you read it in class? Yeah. That looks interesting. I want to check it out. So I came a couple weeks later, and I found out it's better than the article said. That last speaker wanted to remain anonymous in this story, but the article he mentioned made a big impact on him and on the group as a whole. The article was about the Luddite Club, and it came out in the New York Times back in December. When it was published, it brought a lot of attention to the group that wasn't exactly positive. It caused some tension and made the group question their values. But it also brought new members, like Rowan. I feel like most of the original members found out about it from a friend, and so they were just directly told details. I'm also quite new, and I figured it out from the articles. So, yeah, I knew Rowan came to the library with a sign that said, looking for the Luddite Club. Yes, I did. It was laminated. I was going to tape it to Odile, on the other hand, heard about the Luddite Club from their friends. They decided to give up social media after talking with the group. We kind of bonded over how we didn't like just like the toxic energy that just like radiates off of like Instagram and stuff like that. And it was just like obviously messing with our lives. So we just like came together and decided that like we weren't going to deal with it anymore. I also, I just always remember being on social media and seeing people would post their hangouts and I would see people hang out without me and it it could be someone I'm not friends with whatsoever but I would be jealous I'd be like oh my god I wish I was in that friend group I wish I was friends with them and that's totally I feel like that's something that um, social media and high school or like social media breeds with high schoolers because they're just it, I'm sorry that's my phone. <laughs> oh it's my friend from work wait hello Logan walked away from the group to answer her phone it was her friend from the bagel store who'd heard about the Luddite Club and was trying to find them in the park. If you've ever had a flip phone, you can probably remember how long it takes to type out a text, even using T9 texting, which predicts the words you are writing out. So rather than text, the teens kept taking phone calls. Though it was disruptive during the brief call, the rest of the time we were in the park, no one really looked at their phones. Not having a smartphone didn't mean that they were disconnected, just that they had a different relationship with the technology. And the flip phone is an important part of that. Here's Logan again. No, I mean, we T9 text all the time. It's so fun. It's honestly, and recently I've been kind of like talking to boys like on my flip phone and it's so fun. Like you put in a lot more thought into what you say and like, I get it, like it takes up a lot of time, but I, I think if you really count it up, maybe you spend like an hour on your flip phone every single day and, and versus even if it's easier to type on a smartphone, it gets to seven hours because it's just so addictive. Whereas like my phone is so boring. Like I'm, I'm always surprised at how like, not fun it is and if no one's texting me I'm just like this flip phone sucks and that's like the whole point it's supposed to suck like I don't want it something yeah. that I really want to use all the time I never really noticed that it sucks because I'm just having so much fun all the time with it it's like, that's so deal again it's true what's fun about it closing it just like in, it not being an iPhone <laughs> we take a lot of pride in it I feel like yeah we it's it's really dramatic it's fun when you like have a phone call and you want to dramatically end the call and you're like <laughs> yeah, and also everyone, like, 
this is kind of a negative, but like everyone, when you take it out in class, everyone stares at you, and you're walking down the street, people stare at you, and people and like people oh whisper at each other, and like she has a flip phone. Yeah. Like, but also it's like so annoying because it's like a little bit scary to take it out at school, not because I'm scared of people judging me, because I'm scared of people aestheticizing it. This is Sasha, age 15. Yes, I tend to wear a lot of Y2K stuff because I used to be really into that and I have like half of my closet is that. And then like I'll be wearing something like, say like a juicy tracksuit, and then I'll pull out my flip phone and then someone will be like, oh my God, you're the most aesthetic. And it's just like not what I'm going for. I'm just trying to text my mom or something. <laughs> we didn't want it to be like, you have to have a flip phone. Like what's like, there's something wrong with you if you don't. Like, no, we were trying to help people who have addictions to their iPhones. Like, so like if you have an iPhone, like we want you to come so you can like have time off of it and we can like talk to you and like help you with your addiction. <laughs> At one point in the conversation, Baruch confessed that she was having a hard time staying a late. Guys, I might have started messing around a little tell, bit. I think this is important. Okay, so I like made okay. <laughs> I made an Instagram account because I'm I like figured out the school that I want to go to and I don't know anybody there and I don't know how to contact anybody there. But so there's like this random one follower account messaging all these random people like hey hi how are you like i'm just and i keep on deleting it and like the school that i want to go to you need safety apps for it so it's like okay what do you do now like how am i supposed to function as a, a like as a young adult in this world not wanting an iphone because i went back and i felt like oh my god like i don't i don't know if i, I don't this doesn't feel okay like this feels really it felt sad because I just didn't want to do it, but I was doing it. And that's the thing about like addiction and like yeah. all those that's little. What it really feels like it feels like you're relapsing. Yeah. So it is an addiction. Yeah. I go on my mom's phone sometimes, like particularly on road trips. Um, she'll have me do directions. And I am just so, I am so surprised. Every, I'm not, maybe I'm not surprised, but every single time I just notice myself falling back into old habits and maybe I'll go on Instagram or I. I, I go through my mom's texts, which is so messed up, but I'm like, whatever. I, I do like really toxic things like that, or I go through photos, or I, anyway, I find myself falling into old habits, and like, it doesn't make me any less of a Luddite, but it's just like, I'm much more aware of, of those habits, so they seem much more clear. I think at the end of the day, this lifestyle is a suggestion of being more present, in, and I think all the things that I've been trying to do, like putting myself out there, like busking, like uh, going to the library, like looking for jobs, like whatever you do, you do it intentionally. That's why it feels like you're slipping when you are holding an iPhone. It's because I'm not doing anything intentionally right now. I'm just like scrolling or I'm like actually like, like I don't want to be doing this, but I'm doing it. Totally. Yeah. Like has going off of smartphones like affected um, what you're interested in, like studying totally. or yes. doing your life. Totally. Like, oh my I, I definitely like, I kind of, now I really want to pursue English in college and I think I, I started when I just started reading and that started coincidentally when I got off social media and I got off my phone. Yeah, and I also think it just makes sense, right? Like. If like, I don't know, I want to say this is, I'm making this up, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but like the average person spends like what, eight hours a day, something like that on their the phone, seven, six, yeah, teenagers. So like the eight hours that I'm no longer spending on my phone, like that's just eight hours to like 
um, do whatever I want, like pursue so many interests, read, get sleep. into sleep. We sleep so much. <laughs> Jeez, ordeal. <laughs> but like, I don't know. And it's also changed the way I study. Um, like schoolwork has gotten so much easier. I'm so sorry. As we were talking, a little dog suddenly ran into the center of the group and took a bite out of Logan's bagel. The owner was apologetic, but the Luddite Club was super excited to have a visitor. Oh, this guy is just <laughs> yeah, setting up crap. Um, is she a Luddite? <laughs> my dog is such a Luddite, and she's always like preaching the Luddite gospel. She's like, oh, Logan, you know, I just sit in my crate and I read my book every night. Because it really relaxes me and it puts me to bed. Once the dog had been returned to its owner, the group settled down again. We were about to leave when Jameson spoke up. She wanted to make one more point. Because I feel like, you know, we get a lot of like, backlash I think also from like fellow teenagers who think especially you know, fellow teenagers especially fellow teenagers really judging adults right um but who, who think who think that like you know they say the word pretentious gets thrown around a lot exclusionary you know all those terms and I, I just understand that how is it exclusionary? which is why which is why I just all the, all the yeah okay which is all the ist words and which is why I want to say right now like the Luddite club um, does not discriminate. Like, if you want a better, uh, better relationship with technology, like, and other people, we want to help you, and we don't care if you have an iPhone. We don't care if you're on TikTok. Like, we, we don't care what you look we like. We really like. We don't Luddite, care how you identify. The Luddite Club is the Luddite Club. Yeah, we don't care how you identify. Like, the Luddite Club um, is. We want it to be a safe space for anybody who's just kind of like shares similar values and maybe is like wants to work towards having a better relationship with I think, technology. I think the point of this club is being truly inclusive. And we don't think we're better than anyone else. We, like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think We just think that we are better than we were before. Yes, that is so good. We don't really care about how other people choose to spend their lives. That's their problem. They can spend it however they want. That's their choice. We care about how we spend our lives. Yeah. I and really that's... As we left the Luddite Club and walked back to the library, I was thinking about my senior year of college. That year, I still had a flip phone, but many of my friends had recently gotten smartphones. I didn't have Instagram yet, and it was a treat when a friend showed me theirs. I noticed how the smartphone changed how people wrote text messages and the amount of time they were on their phones. When I graduated and moved to a city, I got a smartphone because it was necessary for getting around and finding work. And for the most part, I stopped thinking about my relationship to technology. Hanging out with the Luddite Club was a reminder that despite the access we have to technology and the many ways that we need it, we can think critically about how we engage with it and how it makes us feel. The teens find meaning from consuming a range of technologies, from books to flip phones to occasionally smartphones. They use the library to find information and community, and they go to the park to reflect and socialize. Like all teens, they're exploring their identities through cultivating taste and friendships. For the Luddite Club, disconnecting from smartphones is a part of that. Plus, it's really fun to snap your phone closed when you hang up from a call. Borrowed is brought to you by Brooklyn Public Library. This episode was written and hosted by Ali Post and produced by Ali and me. You can read a transcript of this episode and see genuine flip phone photos from the Luddite Club on our website. That's bklynlibrary.org slash podcasts. Our borrowed advisory team is Fritzi Bodenheimer, Robin Lester Kenton, and Damaris Olivo. Jennifer Prophet and Ashley Gill run our social media. Our music composer is Billy Libby. Meryl Friedman designed our logo.
If you like Borrowed, there's another series we think you'll love. It's called Undiscarded, Stories of New York, and it's brought to you by our friends at the City Reliquary Museum in Williamsburg. Each episode celebrates the extraordinary history behind a seemingly mundane object from the reliquary's unique collection, a light bulb maybe, or a toy, or a piece of paper, finding stories in them that shed new light on the history of New York and the people whose lives have always made the city so alive. Be sure to listen at undiscarded.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back in a few weeks. In the meantime, put down your phone and go to the library. Ever wonder why we want to tell complete strangers our personal secrets? Or what a CIA spy can teach you about keeping things close to the chest? Read about this and see other fascinating articles on secrets in Grown's Pocket Collection. Pocket is a website and app that finds the most thought-provoking articles from trusted sources all around the internet and puts them in one place. With Pocket, you can keep and find new articles to read, save articles for later, and even have your saved articles read aloud to you. If you want to dig deeper into this secret-worthy episode of Grown, head over to Pocket and check out our collection at getpocket.com grown.